1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up on this Monday edition, Super Bowl 58 is set. We've got the Chiefs. We've got the 49ers. It's a rematch from a few years ago, and we will discuss every single angle of it, including what the hell was Dan Campbell thinking and what was the game plan for the Baltimore Ravens that turned out to be one of the worst decisions they made all year long, so much so that they may never reach this point ever again plus we're going to have another edition of in case you missed it we've got an fsr ir and you in or you out it's all yours coming up next here two pros and a cup of joe on a monday fox sports radio
2: now let's get this party started you're listening to fox sports radio And away we go. Two pros and a
1: cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever you are making us a part of your Monday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We will be taking you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, and we will do so live from the TireRack.com. StudiosTireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Super Bowl is set. We get a rematch of the last Super Bowl that was a couple of months before everything shut down because of COVID. Hmm. We got the Niners, we got the Chiefs, and the damn Kansas City Chiefs just continue to do it
0: again. Jeez. Just continue incredible, to do it man. again. It's incredible. And, and, and I feel like, too, from watching them, I thought Baltimore going into this weekend was going to be the best team. Home field advantage, the MVP in in Lamar Jackson. And Kansas City clearly was the best. They controlled that game start to finish. And, and, you know, Lamar had his moments where he kind of flashed. But I I even think this was a weekend where Patrick Mahomes separates himself from just the rest of the field of quarterbacks. He he is just that much better than everyone else. And – The thing that stands out to me that I feel like he mimics from what Tom Brady used to to be so good at was, you know, sometimes everyone feels like the quarterback has to make the big play. But it's almost sometimes, too, just making the right play and not making the big mistake or not forcing something. And it seems like more often than not, Patrick Mahomes, he makes the plays when they're there. But he also doesn't force it. He makes a smart decision, the high football IQ play that also keeps his team ahead or in games. He's, he's just super, super impressive, man. The, the run that he's on right now, you'd have to consider them a dynasty. And I, I, I don't know how you watch yesterday's game and what he's done this year with this team and not go, yeah, he's, he's already going to be up there as, as one of the greatest of all time. And he, we just started his career. It's, it's truly remarkable.
3: I just got to go with saying that if there is not a healthy amount of props and love shown to Steve Spagnola and that defense, I don't, I'm just not, I'm just not in the right mindset of what football is. Because let me tell you something the Kansas City Chiefs defense did something that made you say what you said off. Off-air, Jonas, it made people scratch their heads where they were sitting and watching the game. He kept Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens off balance and confused for an entire game. He dialed up blitzes. He gambled. He played man coverages. He he gave a couple of the referees a couple of dollars. But that, that's nonetheless uh, – and I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking there. I'm I'm joking there, I'm joking. I don't want anybody to take that and run with it. But it, listen, the way this man has dialed up defenses and the way he has game-planned and strategized, sometimes you, you get to a point where you're so inundated with how things are done where you just say to yourself, you know, do you really need good coaching? Like, is it just about the player's – or is there how much of it really does have to do with the coaches? With the Kansas City Chiefs and their defense and the way that they have played and the way they played yesterday, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's, you got to take your hat off and, and you gotta, you got to give a lot of respect to Spaggs and, and how he's prepared his defenses and how they have just continued to keep offenses trying to figure out what the hell is going on. That game felt
0: like it was over before halftime.
3: Yeah. Just, like, I mean, there was... Seven points. I mean,
0: sh- should have... Sh- well, it was, they're up 10 and a half. It should have been... they should have been 20 to 7.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They, they should have taken the three points before. That's that's for another portion of the conversation because clearly you can make those discussion <laughs> points with Detroit, too. But I, here, here's why... Like, Steve schmack the defense was incredible. The problem why I don't leave with that is because I thought Todd Malkin's plan was awful. For mm-hmm. Baltimore. Like, I, I really thought that was the most disappointing offensive game plan that I've seen from the Baltimore Ravens since they've been back there and Greg Roman was their offensive coordinator. Like, at one point, I was like, what the hell is Todd Munkin doing? Running the ball. I, I, it's not even Try running run. the ball, too. It's, it's running the ball and throwing the ball with the personnel groupings that I think will make them most successful. If, if LeVar wants to blitz me all day, all right, I'm going to put in my 12 and 13 personnel. I'm going to put in Patrick Ricard there at fullback. Go blitz into that. Go blitz into my 300-pound fullback, and we'll see what happens. You, you can't match up with that personnel. Because if you do try to match up with that big personnel they have, they can spread you out. Because Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely and Charlie Cole and those guys are actually good mismatches in the passing game. And I thought Todd Munkin showcased, I, I, I don't know if it's a lot of just, um, you know, his comfort of, of wanting to be in 11 personnel sets and wanting to throw. I mean, the, 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 I, I personally didn't think Lamar played very well. I thought he, he seemed razzled at times. And, and yes, it was from the looks, maybe from some of the pressures, but he was off with his throws, the downfield throws, just missing balls where not even giving guys chances. He had played that way all year. It's a credit to Chiefs defense, but I also feel like Todd Munkin put him in that spot. There's too often times they could have gotten in different personnel groupings to change up what the Kansas City Chiefs defense was seeing and throw the football and run the football and pound away. I mean, pound away against a defense that I think if they go that route, it's a lot more physical game, a game that plays to Baltimore' strengths. And I don't know where that was maybe they didn't feel like Mark Andrews was actually healthy enough to get out there and play a lot of snaps. Because it seemed like when they needed someone on the on the field to be out there at tight end, it was likely. And and, and they didn't put Andrews out there. They didn't do a lot of the, those uh, different groupings. But I watched at one point between Lamar running and Gus Edwards. Early in the game, there was six yards a, a pop. Six yards. And then I'm like, why did they go back to that? I, I thought... The other thing that was showcased was the difference between uh, John Harbaugh's staff and himself and Andy Reid. I thought Andy Reid's coaching staff ran a clinic around Todd Munkin and the rest of the Baltimore Ravens and Mike McDonald as well and, and, the, and how they've looked. I mean, the other side of the conversation is, how the hell do you let Travis Kelsey catch that many balls?
3: That is, un- Are you kidding me? Uh, that is unimaginable that you would let him – Dude, like first off, why are you always single coveraging him? One, and well, I know. He,
0: he, listen, here is the thing: is look, look, the, the Hamilton single coverage. Just like the touchdown, what are you going to do? That's about as good as coverage as you are going to get.
3: There was a lot of single but, coverage
0: on but him. then they got away from it. Like, they didn't single him up that much after that. They played zone, and it was like, well, at least double him, jam him at the line, do something that's, different.
3: Well, that's my point. That's they needed to be bang them up they needed to to not let him run so freely and and i mean the one time that they did like they threw an elbow i think they once somebody threw an elbow in his chest or something like that and it disrupted the play the linebackers disrupted the play by getting getting there you know being physical with him i i just i don't understand how you could have like how do you let travis kelsey be the guy that beats you i just i that's always going to be a question that I just can't, I I can't understand how defenses would allow for him to do as much as he does. So I asked LeVar
1: this before the show, is that one of those games, Brady, where while it's going on as players, you're looking around going, are we really calling this here? Why aren't we doing this? Like, why, like, are you, are you second guessing because that was completely different from what they had done all year uh, in the Baltimore Ravens. And yet, you're looking at the end of this thing and you know gus edwards has got three carries they showed a graphic early on where they said time of possession difference and the splits between the two it's like
0: well it yeah ten, of course 10 minutes yeah i double the amount of plays in the, in the yeah. after the first half second half like, well yeah they're not running the ball like they didn't yeah. run the ball at all
1: and i just wonder are you are you like having conversations in the locker room or on the sideline going dude what are we doing what why is this happening and it. It looked like Harbaugh was frustrated as well, too, down the stretch. As, yeah, as well of also.
0: course you're having conversations, but but the reality is when, when you when you think about the game plan that goes into this all week, you know, you're know you practicing all this stuff all week long. So you know what the game plan is, you just feel like we're not executing it or we, we're trying to make these adjustments. But the problem is, and, and this is the hard part about if you're the Baltimore Ravens at home, you're down 17 seven and a half, is when you then are down... And nothing's really working. It it feels like you can't go back to something that maybe either you didn't practice or prepare for. If they didn't, if they didn't, you know, if they didn't think that they should play a bunch of twelve, thirteen personnel to to do that and create some of those mismatches, or to really want to to run the football. Like my, my thing is at halftime, that would have been what I would have gone back to. Go back to saying I'm gonna put in heavy personnel. I'm gonna run the football in a pound away, and I'm gonna try to put together a seventeen minute drive, or excuse me, a seven minute drive. And see if we can't find a way of creating some big plays off the running game because again the running game early when they did run it, it was effective and they created some big plays. Gus had like a they ran a power play. Gus Edwards ran for 15. And I'm like, oh, they're just going to pound the the rest of the game doing this. Kansas City can't stop them. And they got away from it. Like Baltimore did them a favor, and so I'm sure players are frustrated. And, and they had their moments. I mean, Zay Flowers that fumble obviously you oh, flipped that game yeah. as it's well. And that game. was tough. It was tough to watch. Yeah. But, again, I mean, there's there too many instances where Lamar Jackson threw three go balls that weren't even in the zip code of the receiver. And you're saying, like, just give him a chance. You know, your guy's got to step on him. When a DB's in that spot, it's probably going to be past interference if your guy can can you know slow down a little bit, jump up, make a play on the ball, as opposed to just trying to sprint and not even getting a hand on the football. I mean, that happened countless times. They did it almost in back-to-back plays, too. I mean, the whole thing felt like a poor performance altogether by the Ravens coaching staff. And Uh, I just they got away from playing to the strengths. And obviously, Kansas City did with what their game plan was.
1: uh, Lamar Jackson postgame talked about his performance. Also, the Zay Flowers turnover, uh, one of the killers yesterday for the Baltimore Ravens.
3: I felt like if we wouldn't turn the ball over, we definitely would have had a shot. We definitely would have came out with a win, but they did a great job. And not turning the ball over and putting points on the board. We're going to get it back next time. We're not worried about that. You know, we all make mistakes. Um, this is first season. Um, it's my first time in this situation. It's his first time in this situation. We're going to bounce back. You know, um, nobody played the game perfect.
1: I forget who the player, who was for the Ravens. That was It might have been Aguilar, who, when the fumble in the end zone occurred... The look on his face, he was looking over at the official to see whether or not it was a touchdown, and even he knew in real time, oh, we're screwed. Like that, that was a fumble into the end zone, clear, and Kansas City takes over.
0: Because, again, I'll ask you guys, who was the last team where you couldn't make those mistakes against in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl? It was the Patriots. Yeah. And that's what, this, that's what this Chiefs team has become. And that's, I think that's the thing that's crazy about this Chiefs team is they're built so different. I mean, think about them. Like, remember when Tom Brady won the first three? It was great defense. It was great quarterback play, you know, and, and they would work in ways of running the football too. But it wasn't like highlighted by, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the offense and all that. The, this version of the Chiefs is not that. It's so much closer to what the, how the Patriots did it, where the, the games are a bit tighter and it's more about making the right play, making the right decision, or, or not making the bad decision at, the, at a bad time. And, and ironically enough, again you have Travis Kelsey, who's a Hall of Fame tight end, kind of like Tom Brady and Gronk. And it's just, it, it's to me, it's so funny how we we lost what was a a great dynasty with Tom Brady and the Patriots and Bill Belichick, and yet we've got something kind of similar. And I I don't know who's going to stop them, honestly.
3: Hey man, nobody. <laughs> Off to the Super Bowl, Kansas City goes. <laughs> Time to go to break.
0: I mean, four out of the last five years. <laughs> Time to go to L- LeVar's break. Lavar's pick, by the way, Lavar's AFC pick.
3: Yeah. yeah, there you go. I definitely had the Ravens. <laughs> oh, you did. I did.
1: What do you mean? You had uh, you pick Kansas City before the year?
0: Before the year, you did. Not I did, but yeah.
3: I picked the Ravens to win the game this past week. So wow! Well, don't even get me started about that. Were
0: you at Flock Nation? Yeah, I mean,
3: yeah. I thought they were going. They they. they, they they paraded people, Ray people out, flocked around, found out. Ray came out and did the <laughs> Ray Lewis deal. <laughs> They 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 needed reinforcements, so they, they went foul <laughs> They flew T Sizzle in from somewhere. T Sizzle wasn't even at the gate. <laughs> we we need your T Sizzle.
1: <laughs> what? A, yeah. Terrell <laughs>
3: brought the man out at half, uh, what,
1: third quarter, like, fourth quarter. You would have thought they would have had Ray Lewis and Suggs come out at the same time, but it was almost like Terrell Suggs was in the back, like, hey, if we're down in this game at any point, we got to go to the we got
3: go uh, to go the bullpen. This is what I'm telling you. <laughs> they sent the jet to get him. Go get Terrell Suggs. <laughs> And he came out. We just, need T Sizzle to come out. We need him to come out of halftime. And they
1: still got knifed. Ah. <laughs> it's like he shows up. It's like, and then Tony Robo and Jim Dance are like, oh my God, what a moment. This is an incredible moment. Like, yeah, oh, matter. they've
3: responded. <laughs> Look at them. They got off oh, of the field, man. Johnson. <laughs>
1: Uh, but uh, they did have a good I,
3: series when they showed him. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they were poised. The just defense played well. I mean, Baltimore's defense played well. Just, uh, just not, enough. Just not um, enough.
1: It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. So we are going to have the usuals coming up later on. We've got another edition of In Case You Missed It. We've got an FSR IR, an hour two of the program. We close up shop with you and you out. It's all yours here. It is a three hour extravaganza as the Super Bowl is set. And we We've got you covered for the next couple hours here on FSR. But somebody in the NFL has got a lot of questions to answer, and they've already answered them. You will hear those. It's yours right here on FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Terms and conditions
3: apply. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What you got there, Sam? What you got there going on? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. See, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't even rock out and jam out with us. So make sure you try to tune in live to Hear Us Go, man. I mean, it's a good song right here, Jonas. That's what I'm talking about. Q know all about this one.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, uh,
3: yeah. Dr. Dre, man, he be having some beats for your ass, bro. He really does.
1: Yeah, This was on the playlist for the uh, Dublin Destroyer back when he was. Uh, was
3: it? That's pow- too smooth for all that, man. Power cleaning. Nah, you can't power clean to this. Oh. Yeah, you don't power clean. Nah, you see a lot of smoke in the air when you <laughs> listen to music like this.
1: Do you? Yeah, oh. Hell yeah. I mean,
3: I'm uh, just, just being honest okay. with you.
1: Well, uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe. Why Lee grab is here.
3: Why Lee grab his hair? Like, yeah, you're right. You do see a lot of smoke. <laughs> Got some ribs in the back. I brought some ribs in today. Oh, you did? I did. A nice. whole bunch of them too, Sam. Make sure you get at it. You know? Wow. I mean, I won't feel bad if y'all don't. I I, I was thinking of y'all. I did put some aside. Well, if I wasn't fasting. You know, yeah. Oh well, I, I wasn't bringing them for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So. Yeah. I knew it wasn't for you. It. Thank you. No worries, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're always fasting, yeah. Jonas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 24, 24 hours. I mean, that's Because what <laughs> even if you're fasting, yeah. it's the cordial, it's the polite thing to do is when someone's offer offers you food. I, mean, I don't care like, <laughs> yeah. what culture you want to talk about, go to different parts of the, the world. Yep. Like someone offers you food, you, you, you have to taste that's it.
3: That's what they say. It's offensive yeah. to not – like so, in some places, they'll kill you, you know, like, yeah. if you don't do
0: it. Like, like, for- like I feel offended – the fact that like you brought in ribs and Jonas's response is, oh, I'm fasting. Like, yeah. it's it's a pretty big jerk move.
3: It, it's kind of it's kind of snooty, tat, tat bit. but I I know Jonas. I mean, and it, I listen, know if it's not uncooked and and. I, has blood I, in it you know he's not going to eat it I, i've, I I've it. had to wear so many dirty
1: looks from the in-laws because i don't want to have like would you like another tortilla no i don't want another tortilla with this would you like another like uh, no i don't want you don't that, have like, to
0: have another butter. but no right. one's saying another but you walk into your in-laws house and go oh i'm not eating i'm fasting yeah it's it's a jerk move. Well, then saying.
3: he pulls his own food out of his like his little fanny <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. I have, I have he pulls a fanny his pack. little
3: famous, pulls his prepared
1: food get, out of his right. fanny pack. I I reach
3: into my fanny pack. I got, I got cucumber slices and, and sliced chain on it. What do you got there, Johnson? Yeah.
0: More or less just a cucumber, not slice. Right. Yeah, use that later.
3: It's a travel chair um
1: it is, uh, it is two pros and a cup of joe here on fox sports radio you eat it like um, an apple don't you coming up in uh about 20 <laughs> you're unbelievable uh, coming up in about 20 minutes from now here for the TireRack.com studios uh Somebody is prepared. They are really prepared for the Super Bowl coming up in less than two weeks now. We will tell you how prepared that is. That's yours here on FSR. So let's get into the discussion uh, that a lot of people are having because we've got all the next this week, the week after to celebrate and wax poetically about the San Francisco 49ers and them getting back to a Super Bowl looking for revenge against the Kansas City Chiefs. But, Mm -hmm. man, I've. If you're a Lions fan, you got to come away from that game going, "What the f? Hey, like, there was and the Dan Campbell gunslinger approach. Uh, you know the the old riverboat Ron of present day in the NFL. Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down and doing what he does. I I, I get it that that's gotten them where they are. I guess, but they
3: stay true to who they were. I, I, mean, uh, I mean, see
0: that, that's where I disagree. He didn't stay true. I thought because so. go before the half. Remember, they were like contemplating whether or not, right before half, to kick it or and, not. Yeah. What did he do? He kicked it, and then what did he do once he got? And then and late in the second half, he went. So that—that's where I was like, okay, wait a second. Like you, you and, but they, and they didn't. It wasn't like it was exactly like, oh, we're going with our analytics and we're gonna go right out there and kick it. They hesitated. He wanted to go for it. You could tell. It kind of there was a little bit of a delay and a little pause, and I looked at that. and I thought to myself, okay. Maybe that's how he's going to play this the rest of the game then. He should have. And then you saw the second half and he didn't. You're going, okay. I I just, I'm not against it by any means. Anyone who's for analytics against it and all that, I just think you got to be consistent with it. Like, you can use the same strategy in betting. If you are someone out there who's into gaming and into betting and you all of a sudden change up the way week to week, you're going about your process of picking teams and, picking lines, picking spreads, then how do you ever know what's working or what's not? Or how do you ever... You can't go back and look at all of your your hits, your wins, and your losses or misses. You can't go back and look at it and say, well, clearly the strategy worked or it didn't because you've been changing it up the whole time. So that's the problem is you have to be consistent with whatever it is. And it felt like before half they built up this lead and then the second half as things started to slip away then it felt like they were making it almost out of desperation as opposed to making the smart analytical decision, if that makes sense.
3: I'll say this. (laughs) And, And looking at how that game played out, for me, my estimation of it was he went out being aggressive. Like, sure, he took the points at half. You know what? He took the points. Like, I thought it was the right decision. When he went for it on the other ones, I thought your defense is playing well and you're able to have success on offense, you know, punt the ball or or whatever you're going to do, but don't go for it here. <laughs> like, don't go for it here. And, and they did. But, again, to me, I thought that that's what got them here and – I get it. if you want to say let's let's call it being consistent, do it every time. I don't I don't know that I all the way agree with that. I think if you made the decision you want to kick a field goal, you kick the field goal. If you feel like you know what we're in the mood, look, we're going to go for it. We're going to go for it. Like I kind of felt like that's how he was feeling, and that's it, it kind of that's backfired the epitome on of
0: not going by the analytics though. You're I, I just mean, talking I, about going with your gut then. Yeah, I mean, I, but I would but assume, that's what I'm saying yeah. is you you can't ever get any read on your own data analytics if you're not consistent with it
3: yeah i mean if, if you're going based off of the analytics yeah i would agree with that but i don't know that that dan campbell was going off of, is, is it known that he was going off of analytics the entire time?
0: He, he, he does he goes based off theirs that's actually one of the misconceptions about him because everyone thinks he's a meathead when really he is as big into the <sighs> analytics of when to go for it as anyone in the nfl wow. I, I don't know why he doesn't get the tagline maybe because he power cleans probably right. 350 pounds, <laughs> I right? didn't, I,
3: it's jacked. It's not me that thinks he's a meathead. I think he's pretty pretty dope dude and and how he thinks about Well, that's cuz we're things. meatheads. Yeah. You know,
0: we don't we well, don't, we look fair, at other yeah. meatheads and we're like, well, they are meatheads." Yeah, he's and not. And yeah. they're like, "Well, that's yeah. because you guys are all that, meatheads." That's like, oh,
3: probably why. true. Oh yeah. That is probably true. I don't know. I I think that they I think looking at this game, my takeaway from this game is that they, once again, I, I, said, I, I said it going into the game, this, this San Francisco defensive line is underperforming. Now, while Nick Bosa had some success in the game, largely, I think that their defensive front stank again. Like, I just do. I don't think that they're playing at a level where, honestly, they should even be here. I think that their their offense has found a way to overcome the deficiencies that you're seeing from the defensive front. Fred Warner and Greenlaw are offsetting as best possible as they can a defensive front that is underperforming. We sat there; I was sitting there. So you're with
0: saying friends underperforming?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes, they're de- well. I think their defensive front. Is is a tremendous liability right now? They got schemed
0: up. I think they're a tremendous liability. Hey, tell me this much: How do you not tell your DN every single time they had someone in a condensed split? Nick Bosa, Chase Young, right. every one of those guys. It was like they rush up field and try to you know or close you, it down super quickly. And, and I'm like, dude, do you know they are waiting for you to do this so they just get the edge yeah. every time?
3: Yeah. And not to it, mention, the pursuit after they got washed down was nothing yeah. like you're watching dudes watch and jog to the ball i i was like i i i gotta admit like because i'm a big chase young fan and he he went to the math while i was still in dc and i got he to watch DeMatha. him play while, while he was in high school watched him grow in college i'm a big chase young fan he ended up going to the to the uh, the commanders i i was like I was just so disappointed. Like I'm watching this dude, you should not be able to block Chase Young, let alone easily. You should not be able to block him, but let alone you should not easily be able to block him, to shield him off, to 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 reach him. Like it it was it was disturbing to me. They were able to run through the line. They were able to run outside of the line and this the san francisco team seems to be able to fight well on their back you know they they must have ha- had a fine lesson in, in jiu jujitsu and and taekwondo or whatever whichever one is tachi <laughs> yeah. whichever one it is where you you know What's the the, the, whole, the gracies what they teach i don't know brazilian jujitsu yeah. i would say yeah bjj they're not tachi. let me tell you something if, if they better huh. they better yeah. fix that s now like Because if their defensive front comes out, and you saw it happen against against the Chiefs with, with the Ravens, if you give this man too much time from Kansas City, it's a wrap. Oh, yeah. It's a wrap. You cannot <laughs> but, give that man that much time. And I don't think that they're going to be able to stop the run the way Pacheco runs the ball, and and they're not going to be able to get to the quarterback because of the game plan and the scheme that they're probably going to come with their defensive front is going to have to figure out a way to be better than what they were against this Detroit Lions team.
0: They haven't stopped to run the entire playoffs. Mm. They were giving, what, six yards per attempt last night to Detroit. It was bad. It was, bad. It was bad. And, bad. And even beyond that, I think the thing that concerns me the most is Steve Wilkes never made an adjustment in his coverage. Like, if you don't think Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes – are licking their chops, waiting for the opportunity for, for Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner to run back 15 to 20 yards and separate and leave a gaping hole in the middle of the defense. Like every single time Detroit wanted to complete the ball over the middle on a third and long. They At one point, they averaged like third and 11 plus, and on those plays, Detroit was like five for seven on third downs. Mm-hmm. All they did every single time, they drop back. They, everyone, oh, let's get back to our position, and it's Sam Laporta right over the middle, yeah. or or anyone name any player you want right, over the, right middle, over the middle. first down. Yeah, and and you could you know we could talk about the pass rush not being able to get get home, but that's kind of been the case since Chase Young's got there. Yeesh. Like they haven't really been able to get home. Yeesh. That acquisition has not worked. Yeesh. But if you don't think that the Chiefs aren't licking their chops, waiting for that opportunity to throw the Travis Kelsey over the middle every single time good luck. Like the early, I would say this. I don't know that this offense in San Francisco is operating as a high of a level as it was when Jimmy Garoppolo was there for the entire of the season. Ooh. It's probably about the same if we're being real. And, and I can assure you the defense is not playing as well as that San Francisco 49ers team either. The last time they matched up. Now the difference is they don't have Tyreek Hill. Like, this KC team doesn't have that Tyreek kill, but they still have Kelsey. They still have some other pieces, and they have a different way of going about finding production now with Pacheco, at running back. It, it's going to be a fun matchup. I think the early lines, what two points or something like that, Jonas.
1: Yeah, it's showing. Uh, well, it's, uh, on DraftKings right now. It's one. The uh, okay, the, the, but it's San Francisco Niners. giving
0: yeah. one, right? No, the Niners are favored by one.
1: Oh wow. Okay,
0: so I just saw another book where it's not even that. It's yeah. San Francisco getting, or excuse me, giving two points. But I would say early if, if people think San Francisco should be the favorite, not after what you watched this, you know, yesterday. Mm. I don't uh, by, know how you can. By think the way,
1: that. The, uh, Travis Kelsey receptions for the Super Bowl. The over/under is at six and a half. Over. And it's, yeah, it's a minus one
3: sixty-six. <laughs> people have already started hammering it. Yeah, <laughs> we over. <laughs> we yeah, I mean, we gra- grab
0: all these early lines all you can because they're gonna get they're gonna Hell, get yeah. bet down by the time we get to the game. Big time.
3: We we started singing "Yo ho ho" and a bottle of rum. <laughs> Looked like, look like half of the D line for San Fran had with <laughs> one peg leg, one foot, one peg leg with with a with a bottle of rum, and they was all drinking it during the course of the game, man. Like,
0: Tell me this much. Here is what gets me. At one point, like something like they were down what twenty four seven, and you'd be some San Francisco 49ers defensive players be flying up trying to make a tackle, and they'd be like celebrating after they make a tackle for loss. I'm like, I'm like, dude, y'all are down 17 points right now at home in a playoff game. Like, I understand you're trying to change the energy. I just can never understand defensive players when they do that. I don't know. It's I, like I, you just gave up 30 yards yeah. on the previous five plays. And just because you came up and made a two-yard tackle for a loss, like, we're getting all all excited. Like, yeah. get back before they get back up the line of scrimmage one another play on your ass. Why, I why they get, why two they guys
3: get... that get away with it and can do it, and I'm okay with it, is those linebackers. Cause them boys, they that they carried load, they carried they do, load. If you man. find a way, if you find a way to isolate and and do what you can around them, get them going in directions and all that stuff. It, it's man, they might they might blow San Fran out if you can if you can if you can have those linebackers be had. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. And coming up next,
1: somebody is really prepared for the Super Bowl. So prepared that you have no choice but to see it. We'll tell you why that is coming up next here on FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
1: people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash two pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash two pros.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
4: Oh, <laughs> what?
1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. There was a statement made in the NFL yesterday, and if you missed that, we'll tell you why it impacted one of the outcomes of that game from yesterday. That's yours here a little over 10 minutes from now. A reminder, though, that our podcast will be posted shortly after this show is over. So if you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the pod. You search Two Pros. Wherever you get your podcasts, be sure to also follow, rate, and review the new podcast. Again, just search 2Pros wherever you get your podcast. You'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air.
2: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed
1: it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee Dalap.
5: Good. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, LeVar. Good, Good, Good morning, Jonas. Good morning, Brady. Good morning. Man, I cannot wait to get some ribs. Yeah. Guys, in case you Who's missed ribs? this. Whose ribs? Your ribs. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. uh uh-huh. Yeah. Guys, in case you missed this, now that the Super Bowl is set and we know that the- uh, Hey, Lee. Sh- hey, Brady. Mm-hmm. Ah. Now that the Super Bowl is set and we know who's playing, airlines always create more uh, flights from the Super Bowl winning teams or Super Bowl uh, attending teams. Uh, This year we have Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey themed air flights. Of course. American Airlines has created a flight from Kansas City to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. That flight number being 1989, of course, referencing Taylor Swift's largest album, 1989 and a flight back from Las Vegas to Kansas City, flight number 87, of course, referencing Travis Kelsey. Fun stuff, guys. Fun yeah, stuff. Interesting. It's American Airlines. I, uh, U- United as well has yeah, also yeah. got a 1989 flight. some,
3: some people have so conspiracy the theories about uh, making sure that uh, KC won that game. You know.
0: Oh yeah. Did you see how much supposedly there was a uh, sub-agency did a report? That the NFL and the partners, etc., Over 30, or was it 30? Over 300. 300, 300. Yeah, over 300 million
3: yeah. has so imagine, been generated with this so whole imagine Taylor imagine how much yet. they're going to generate with Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl.
0: Well, she is performing, I think, on tour in Japan, like the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Yeah. From what I've read. However, if you look at the ability to, to travel and be able to make it back in time, I think she could perform hang out for a couple hours and still fly back and get in Saturday night, our time in Las Vegas, the night before the Super Bowl.
3: I mean, of course, that's what's going to happen. What's best for business? Follow the money. Follow the money.
0: Business is booming. Thank you, <laughs> booming.
1: Thank you
3: AB. Hey, what's he been up to?
0: Yeah, we haven't heard from him in a while. <laughs>
3: I, they, you probably can't talk where he's at right oh. now. <laughs> yeah, probably can't get called collect. Yeah, they
1: still do collect calls. You get one call. So they so. toss you a
3: quarter and say,
1: "Make it
0: fast."
3: You have a call.
0: <laughs> Had a baby. It's a boy. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Is it really? So mm. I just I remember those commercials. I am like, "That's pretty funny." Because it used to do that. Mm. Movie ended. Pick me up at seven. Yeah. <laughs> call your parents. Leave that. Like, okay. it
3: booming you used to have to wait to use the phone yeah like man look look at this guy using this using the payphone man like hurry up man who has real conversations on a payphone and yeah. then you knew if they had like change sitting up on top of the phone, they were going to be there. They're gonna be there. Yeah. Then they gonna turn like they are gonna lean on and turn and look at you like you got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You remember those days? Yeah. Now everybody yeah. got a cell
0: phone. The funny thing about Jonas saying stuff like that is like it was him. You know, you weren't tall enough to see if they had change on top of it. So like I don't know what the hell he's talking <laughs> oh, about. Jeez,
3: damn. You know I'm saying
0: like he makes bang. that comment where like dang. when they are pay phones, like we were we weren't right tall bang. enough to bang. see on the top. Bang, bang, <laughs> bang, 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 bang early. High yeah. right hand. He right just bang. he just said something that he. Said Saw in a movie one time he's like, yeah I've never seen it in a movie no, you're to right yeah.
1: totally made up never yeah. never seen that phone before. check homie yeah. Yeah. Never, never seen that before
5: what else we got Lee? Yeah, what else Leo? guys did you see Jim Harbaugh yesterday yeah he was talking talking at the uh, Chiefs Ravens talking. game he was talking he was talking to guys in case you did miss it here's some sound from him talking about the uh, decision to leave Michigan
0: yeah, it was it was tough. Uh, I was torn. My wife, kids. I love Michigan, but I love the NFL too. And there's no Lombardi Trophy in, in college football. And yeah, I got so many sands left in the hourglass, and I want I want to take a crack at that. And there's there's uh, nowhere better to do it than with the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: I think you almost said San Diego there. That yeah, man, like he, like he played
3: that. for them. Yeah, almost get it. I, I almost say Washington um, all the time. So yeah, but get you it. can say it though, right? Yeah, well, that's the same point. He could say San Diego. The hard Chargers. thing
0: for Lavar is he can't say the team name anymore. He yeah. can still say Chargers. Yeah. He doesn't have to say like San Diego. You he'll say all the Chargers. Yeah, I get it. Lavar can't say that now though. Yeah, no, well, say Washington.
3: I've been working hard to to try to clean up the way I say the name of the team I played for. You know that Ooh. that might. My check stub still had that name on there. What what does it say?
1: Oh, jeez. Jeez.
2: Racist. Oh, oh,
0: oh, O'Reilly.